morning for, uh, to all of you who are viewing online. It's a glorious spring day, and uh, you can hear the voices of little children, singing of birds, and the air smells especially sweet. So uh, it's a good day. I'm going to read from Rays of the One Light, and this is uh, week number 12, and it's entitled, We Are Children of the Light. And this is uh, commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita written by Swami Kriyananda. Uh, <clears throat> Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda. It is common for people to perceive themselves according to their present realities. A person in ill health says, I am ill. Few say, I am well. It is my body that is suffering. People in a low-income bracket say, I am poor. Only the unusual person will say, though outwardly I live in poverty, inwardly I am wealthy. Thus, when it comes to moral and spiritual development, people commonly identify themselves with their weaknesses and their mistakes. They consider it almost a sign of humility to say, I am a sinner. Though in effect, what this means is that they identify themselves with their sinfulness, not with the soul's power to transcend all limitations in God. The great masters, including Jesus Christ, have always emphasized the divine potential of mankind. To encourage us, they address us as children of light, not of darkness. The Bible in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3, makes the point that our true home is not the mud of this earth, but the light of heaven. No man hath ascended up to heaven, it tells us, but him that came down from heaven. This passage continues, even so, the Son of Man who is in heaven. Emphasizing that Jesus, though he lived on earth, is perceived by the eye of wisdom as conscious, even in human form, of his true reality in heavenly spheres. The way to know God is to live in godly consciousness and not to bewail our imperfection and our distance from God. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the Bhagavad Gita states, Seekers of union with the Lord find him dwelling in their own hearts. But those who, lacking in wisdom, seek him with impure motives, cannot perceive him however much they struggle to do so. If you want to know God, Paramhansa Yogananda said, live in the thought that you have him already. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind.
Thank you, Prashant. Well, I would also like to welcome you. Um, my name is Nayaswami Ananta. This is my wife, Nayaswami Maria. And I would like to read a passage from Whispers from Eternity. Uh, Paramahansa Yogananda wrote, This is, we demand of thee as thy children. Thou art our father. We are made in thine image. We are thy children. We neither ask nor pray as beggars, but demand of thee as thy children the gifts of wisdom, salvation, health, happiness, and eternal joy. Whether naughty or good, we are still thy children, all of us. Help us to perceive and understand inwardly thy will for us. Teach us the independent use of our human will, since thou gave it to us to use freely, attuned to thy wisdom-guided will. This topic, uh, we are children of light, is central to the spiritual path. In fact, if we look at it, we can argue that the spiritual path is a process of becoming aware that we are children of light. And that all spiritual practice is meant to bring that consciousness back to us. We have forgotten it. We have become entranced with the idea that we're not the perfect soul. We're not formless, nameless. You heard the chant. You did the chant. We're not unlimited. We're very limited. We are the body. We're a certain age. We're a certain race. We're a certain ethnicity. We have a certain income level. We have a certain profession. On and on and on. But the masters tell us repeatedly that that is not reality. Their measure is that it's not lasting. Passes away. For one thing, it's always changing. <laughs> not the man I was 30 years ago, to, to put it bluntly. <laughs> but I wasn't the man I was 30 years ago 30 years ago. So it's not really a problem. <laughs> the reality of it is I am formless. I am free. In myself, I am free. I am blissful, ever free. In myself, I am free. When you chant that chant, can't you feel Kriyananda? And that was a chant that he wrote. And it's just, I can hear him chanting it. And I'm chanting it with him like we did 40 years ago. It's that consciousness that he exhibited, that master exhibited, and that all of us need to exhibit as truth seekers. If we're really truth seekers, and we are truth seekers, we're seeking the truth. What's the truth? The truth is that we are formless and free. We're not limited. That these forms attachments, the position we are in life, the karma that we've created, they're not the real self. What's the real self? It is limitless. It is never born. Kriyananda used to tell us, you're as old as God. That's amazing, huh? When he said that, wow. Of course, as we get older, we feel we're as old as God, but <laughs> that wasn't what he was talking about. <laughs> he was talking about a consciousness that we're a soul, we're infinite, and we take these bodies. The problem is only not taking them. It's being attached to it and being entranced by it. You know, at Ananda, we have 
um, uh, study groups each week. We have inner renewal every week. We have spiritual renewal every week. We have Sunday service every week. Why do we have to keep reminding ourselves <laughs> that we're infinite? And the answer is that there is an evil player in this movie. It's called Maya. Maya wants you to attach. I am this body. I want you to feel this suffering. I want you to identify with this suffering. I don't want you to be free. And Maya is consciously after us all the time. So as a strategy against that, we remind ourselves every day through meditation, I am Om. I am light. This guided meditation that we did. We're beings of light. We have to remind ourselves because Maya is constantly calling to us, you are the occupation that you have. You are unemployed. You are in a high tax bracket and the government takes too much of your taxes. You are corporate or the corporations are taking all your money away or the corporations are taking over the world or on and on. All this Maya, all this shadow that says... You're not a being of light. You're not formless and free. You're limited and attached and you're small. And with that comes a whole lot of pain. And the only reason that the masters come is so that we can get out of the pain and get back to the reality, I awaken thy light. That's why they come. That's why master came. That's why Buddha came. You know, it was one week ago was Easter. I was thinking that we could title this service, We Are the Children of Light, Stay Risen. (laughs) We've gone seven days now since Jyotish told us about Easter. How many of those seven days did you stay risen? That's the goal. Stay in the light. Realize that you're the light. I'm going to tell you a true story. March 9th, 2016, a couple of weeks ago, our friend, Naya Swami Brinde, was dying of lung cancer because she smoked cigarettes. So don't smoke cigarettes. But she used to smoke cigarettes and she got lung cancer and her body was dying. One of my friends went there that morning and Brinde was dying. We all knew that. We were all praying for her. But one thing happened in another and they said, here, do you want to pray? And my friend said, yeah, I want to pray for Brinde. So he sat down. And he started to pray for Brinde. And he closed his eyes. And in about three to five minutes, he had a vision. He's never had a vision before. He had a vision. And in the vision, the dying Brinde, Nayaswami Brinde, stood up on her deathbed. And she was holding hands with Paramahansa Yogananda and Swami Kriyananda. And they were smiling ear to ear, as my friend said. They were just smiling. Because they're beings of light. Nayaswami Brinde is a child of light. And every one of us is a child of light. And I think that that vision was given to us. One few minutes later, a person in the room said, I think she's gone. And then they took her pulse and the body was gone. Now, wait a minute. Is she standing in light with Kriyananda and Yogananda? Or is she dead? She's in light. We're beings of light. That was given to us through our, my friend because we need to remember that the light is the reality. Kriyananda isn't 
a body in the Moksha Mandir. Yogananda isn't a body in uh, Los Angeles. They're beings of light. They live. Life is eternal. Spiritual life is eternal. Worldly life doesn't last. It's passing. So we need to live in that light. We need to remind ourselves constantly. How can we do that? One, of course, meditate. When you meditate, what do you do? You shut off the senses. You close the eyes. You stop being, if you relax completely, you stop having a body. You disconnect the sense telephones. That's what Master said. You put your body down. Leave it alone. You're not the body. You let go of your emotional situation. And you rest in the peace of God consciousness. You meditate on the light or on the love of God or on the peace of God. And you enter into that realm which is real. The real world is the realm of light. We're children of light. We come from light, we go to light. That's the reality. We have to meditate deeply. With another technique Yogananda gave, the Om technique. What do you do in Om technique? You listen to Om. Om's an aspect of God. Om. Listen to Om. Om's your real name. Om's your name in the realm of light. Your name is Om. One of my friends wanted to be named, he wanted the spiritual name Om. Swami said, you can't be called Om. <laughs> he said, that's, that's everyone's name. You have to have a, a specific, you gave him a different name. <laughs> but Om, listen to Om. And what does Om remind you of? Jesus died on Easter. 40 days he walked around on earth and appeared to different disciples. Then he ascended into heaven on Holy Thursday. And then what happened? On Sunday, Pentecost. I will send the comforter, bringing all things to your memory. I will send you Om. Little tongues of light at the point above the head. Okay. Om, Holy Spirit, Om. They heard that sound. Bringing all things to your memory. I will send the comforter, bringing all things to your memory. What do you want to remember? You're a being of light. This movie is nonsense. It's a movie, but you're not the part in this movie. But after we meditate, after we feel God, after we do energization, what do we do in energization? We say, I'm the energy, not the body. I send energy to the body. I send energy. I live by energy. Not by bread alone doth man live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. We hear the Om. In the medulla, we, the mouth of God, we take in energy. We're beings of energy. Energy is an aspect of God. And it's an aspect of you. Every one of us. Every human being. Not just the truth seekers. Not just the members of this path or another path. We're beings of infinite light. Always. We're full of energy. And divine love. And infinite peace. And ananda. Joy. Wisdom. We are that. We need to remind ourselves. So when we leave meditation, we have another assignment. And this is something we have to do. We have to be the children of light through the rest of the day. And we have written through our karma, our situation. Here we are. We're a school teacher. We're divorced. We have three kids. We have two kids in grammar school. We have... Just got fired. We are unemployed. That's our karma. That's the script. Okay, how are you going to play it? We're going to play it as children of light. We're going to be beings of light playing the part of our karma. 
young, old, body good, body bad, surgery next week, taxes due on the 16th, not a penny, not a clue how to do it. How's the be- how is the being of light going to respond to that? With faith and with the reality that you are a part of the infinite reality of God. That is the truth. And each of us, now I wish that I could give you a script. I can't give you a script. You wrote your script. All I can give you is some acting help. And what you need to do is you need to let the divine flow through you. You need to remind yourself you're a child of God. And every part of your day has to be animated with the consciousness of God. And for each of us, that's going to be different. We have a whole bunch of suggestions from the guru. Read the scriptures. Chant. Meditate. Do japa. Do affirmations. I am well strong. The perfection of the universe is within me. These are wonderful because they put us in tune with that aspect of ourselves as light. And then we can play the part perfectly, perfectly. And we can do it. Each of us has to do it differently. Some of us work at the clinic. Some of us are ambulance drivers. Some of us are single moms with two teenage daughters. Wow. Can we do it? Yes. Divine mother can do it through us. We can't do it through the ego. We really can't. We can think we can, but we'll get caught by the Maya and soon we'll forget that God is the doer. It doesn't work. A true seeker knows that. And what we have to do is deepen our attunement to that constant love of God and power of God in our lives. And we need to play with it. You need to figure out a way to get from home to work in your car and think about God. You can write a script that you're... Krishna driving Arjuna's chariot. You can write a script at work that this data is light going out to people in your little cubicle. You're blessing the world. It doesn't matter what you do. That was one of the things that Master wanted the World Brotherhood Colonies for, is to show that every aspect of our lives is, can be lived from the realm of light. Our clinic, our grocery store, Master's Market, our expanding like guest facility, our fire department, our building repair, our car repair, our data entry, the accounting department, on and on. Everything that we do. That's why Lahiri Molashai was an accountant for the railway. Because he wanted to show it's not just you withdraw into the light and meditate in a cave. It's you embrace the reality and by that you spread the light to others. Some of you came here to the Expanding Light for the weekend. That takes a mark of spiritual attunement that's pretty high. We're very glad you're here. Because you are looking for truth. The Expanding Light embraces all. The Expanding Light is the light of God. It makes us all brothers and sisters. We are children of one Father, one Mother God. There is no other reality that is really moving. So we need to live in that way. We look to our friend Swami Kriyananda as an example of living his life for God. From the time he was 22, he went to Yogananda and he started to live for God. Tune into the guru, dispel, guru dispeller of darkness. Tune into that. And so he lived like that for his whole life. And we saw that and he gave us Ananda. Thank God for that. <laughs> he gave us music. He gave us the oratorio. 
last Friday, we performed the oratorio. And the vibration of Kriyananda's consciousness came through the music. We could all feel it, just as we can feel it when we chant, when we read his books. He wrote books, hundreds of books. He wrote music. But we knew he was a child of light. We felt it from him. We lived with him. We worked with him. We went to the grocery store with him. We (laughs) made meals. We went to movies. We did everything with the consciousness. We called it the Swami vibe. (laughs) When Swami was somewhere, there was a Swami vibe. And there was residual Swami vibes. When Swami went to the next colony, there was residual Swami vibes in in the dishes. And we'd all kind of fight for who gets to wash the dishes and who gets to eat the leftovers and, you know, all this stuff. Because it had Swami vibes in it. Well, Swami vibes are your vibes. It's that consciousness of light. And that's what we had. But you know, an interesting thing happened when Kriyananda left the body. On April 21st, three years ago, Kriyananda dropped the body. Kriyananda had said, especially towards the end of his life, he said, you know, Kriyananda is an event for which I feel I'm responsible. But if you think about that, I am responsible for Kriyananda's event. Who's I? I's the soul. I's the infinite soul. He's the watcher. He's the being that's free from any limitations of karma or anything. And one day, Kriyananda dropped the body. Very interesting thing happened, because we compared notes after it happened. But Kirtani is in Italy with Swami, when he drops the body. We're in the Ananda village. It's the middle of the night. Swami drops the body. And we both had the same experience. All of us did. The Kriyananda dropped the body. The event called Kriyananda ended. What was left? Om. The light. There was this tangible, palpable feeling of joy, of peace. This deep, deep peace. We're thousands of miles away from Italy. But instantly we felt this joy. Because Kriyananda isn't even Kriyananda. That's just an event for which he's responsible. But he's that being of light. Each one of us is the Kriyananda. Each one of us is the joy of Kriya. The joy of yoga, Yogananda. We're all beings of infinite light. We have to animate our lives with that consciousness and play it out as he did and play it out as Yogananda did because they don't come to show us how great they are. They come to show us how great we can be if we tune into that light, if we live in that light, if we meditate, chant, think of those kids (laughs) that are your kids as your kids for mother, divine mother. Live for them. Live in that light. And watch them grow in light. And watch the whole world fill with peace and harmony and joy. Because you are attuned to that. Because you're a part of that. And because everything else in your life is made up. It's part of the maya. Even your karma, as real as it seems, isn't really real in the end. In the end, you're just the light of God. You're just the love of God. You're just the peace of God. Infinite peace. No limit. Live in God. I will quote Paramahansa Yogananda talking to Rajasi Janakananda, a very brief quote.
quote, but this is how Yogananda said. He recommended, Never have I realized more than now that the one purpose of all life is to seek God until one finds him. So all our powers must be used to find him, and then our God-intoxicated example will serve to redeem others. There's only one way to uplift people, and that's to meditate all the time and to be so saturated with God that whoever comes in contact will know and feel that divine presence. That is the best silent way of lecturing and converting people. Think God, enjoy God, live God, love God, dream God, do all things for God. Walk, talk, think, work, move, carry on business for God alone. Enjoy God and let others enjoy him through your living example. God can be given through words, a look, touch, writings, only by those who have touched God. God has created this nightmare of earthly existence, rather this scant dream of life mixed with nightmares, that someday we will be disgusted of it and try to wake up and enjoy his immortal joy. Om. Om.